1: I tune into the ACC sports lab to see if my team wanna law. Yeah. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they want keep half. Yeah. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. caville, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talk my control, talkin they know what they be talking about, talking. Yeah. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. Yeah. If you know him like I know him, they gon' tell you if your team if they wanna lose, yeah. and who mm-hmm. the
4: ball, ball, ball.
1: So listen to Professor, yes
4: sir, yes sir, and pay attention. This is Dr. Bills with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 289 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU diaspora, All things HBCU sports for institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the institutions. Sports, culture, and HBCU athletic, athletic aesthetics, I should say, facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. Large and small, from the NIA to the NCA, we share it all. I'm your host, Dr. Yadika Bill, with my co-host, Mike Washington, and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer. Multi hall of fame Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Yeah, you, you see me bling me and with my medals. You know, I have shirt on, just came from the Woodlands, Texas Southern University Leadership uh, Summit, if you would, Retreat. You know, you do those things. You know, I know Mike and Charles, y'all used to those big things in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we get that <laughs> education. So I'm just showing off a little bit. You know, I'm talent. You know, got my kudos, won a couple of things, so it's a good two days. As we got some focus done on where we heading with Texas Southern University, I'm the leadership of uh, the 13th president, Madam President Alicia Crumpton Young, getting it done in so many different ways. So it's fascinating. It was a good, good time out there. Good time out there, I must say. But with that said, let me go to you, Charles. How you doing today? Doing well, Doc. Doing
3: well. i tell you what. It is August. We are right around the corner, guys, of football camp. Uh, probably sometime between uh, now and this weekend. So, uh, football season is upon us. The juices are flowing. It's going to be a fun one. You ready, man?
4: Are you ready? You
3: sound like you're ready. Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm uh, pretty you're ready. ready, for the
4: ready toad
3: of meat leather that first kickoff. I was so ready for the total meat leather for kickoff, you know, the crack of the past. Uh This is a fun time of the year. You know, you kind of get really excited as you kind of head into September. So I was looking forward to it.
5: What about you, Mike? Uh, uh, same thing, looking good here in uh, on a family vacation. So enjoying, trying to enjoy a little sun, getting a lot of rain, but we're on the coast, not too far from the beach. So all is well. It And no matter where we are, it is Taco Tuesday. So I have the young Bryce cooking tacos and all is well, and we're ready for uh
4: football season to start up. Oh, y'all got Taco Tuesday. The boy know how to do tacos. I'm heading uh, back out north. I'm heading back out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Get the show from your house. I know that. I just saved me all this well, rushing back, trying to get everything done. I just went over to your house, took the other corner of the house. You know, Mike got that big old house,
5: Charles. Well, you,
4: you'd have to come to Florida to get us. We we in Florida this week. Oh, that's, even, that's, that's, that's even words You should know he's doing it. I'm laughing at uh, Mike, Charles. I forgot Charles got that big old house too. <laughs>
3: no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
4: Mike and Charles, let's get back into it. Let me stick with you, Mike, in terms of what's on your news for the HBCU Sport News of the Week.
5: Oh, man, where where do I start? Uh, so, I guess uh, Travis Hunter uh, headlines a uh, lot of HBCU football players named to the FCS All-American All list. So, you know, pre pre-season, of course, All-American first team. You have Isaiah Land, linebacker from Florida A&M. So he's kind of kicking off the list. Then you got Jamare uh, Sharid, punt returner from Florida A&M. Transfer,
2: mm-hmm.
5: transfer kid. So as a punt returner, he recorded 358 yards on 18 returns. He also carried... On, 50, on a 59 uh, scored on a 59 yard punt return against Mississippi Valley. So uh, we look for big things from him. And then you got the second team. You got Kamari Everett, who's Everett Everett, who is the tight end for Bethune Cookman. Uh, he's been tagged by many as the tight end of the country. This comes. Let me give credit where credit is due. The HBCU sports. So I got a number of sources on this one. Everett was the only player in the SWAC to have at least 50 receptions. 800 receiving yards, and 10 touchdowns. As I look at the 2021 season stats pulled up, that was acknowledged by several um, social media sites and hbcusports.com. Uh, Jablonski Green, uh, defensive lineman for Sarah, uh, South Carolina State. Jordan Lewis, defensive lineman for Southern, is also on his second team. And Isaiah Bolden, kick Turner from uh, Jackson State. Some would argue that he should have been first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, – then, um, and I'm one of those folks. Then you got the FCS preseason All-American third team. And here's another surprise for me. Abdul Fati uh, Abrahim, wide receiver for Alabama A&M. In my book, he should have been first team, second team. But he's third team, FCS preseason. Um, so he is a big reason why Alabama A&M is, uh, still has a potent – one of the most potent offenses in the swag. So he's recorded – you know, a leading what one thousand two several 1,000 uh, receiving yard seasons, uh, 60 plus receptions. So Ibrahim is the business. Xavier Smith, wide receiver from Florida AM. Last season he had 60 plus receptions, 713 receiving yards. And then Mark Evans, offensive lineman from UAPB. And last but not least, Travis Hunter, DB, Jackson State. All right, true freshman. HBCU player to be selected on this preseason team. So, um, Hunter Hunter enters the college ranks as the highest recruit. Everybody knows that we've seen all the press clippings, but expect big things from Travis Hunter <clears throat> this year. I mean, you've heard the hype, but from what and Charles can probably tell you more than I can. Uh, he is the business. So that those are your HBCU players on the FCS preseason
4: All American list. Well, Charles, since Mike threw you the fastball, you know, what do mm-hmm. you think? He was putting people on and off the list. I did like the fact that, you know, he wasn't just somebody sitting out there that says somebody shouldn't be on the list or why somebody on the list. He decides why they shouldn't be on the list. and He put the other person on there. I like when you do that. You take somebody mm-hmm. off and you got to say who's going to be on there. I want to get your opinion since uh, we all opinionated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Off you tell me, Charles, where you at on this all American listed. Mike just walked down like he in the back of a classroom lecturing
3: somebody. I, I, I feel Mike on Isaiah Bowden. Isaiah Bowden, I think, is one of the most dynamic kick returners in the nation. Uh, so I expected him to be uh, higher on the list. So, uh, I, I, you know, I he's just one of those dangerous people that if you kick to him, uh, he reminds me of of a uh, young man who was at Southern, I believe, two or three years ago, Willie Quinn. You didn't want to kick to him. You did not want to kick to him whatsoever. And I believe Isaiah Bolden is that same type of individual. You kick it deep to him, bad things can happen on your kickoff team if you're
4: not fundamentally sound (laughs) and disciplined. Great point. Bad things can happen. Bad bad things can happen. -hmm. Not good, not good at all. Before I go back to you and get your thoughts on the news of the day, what you want to discuss, David Barnett says, what's up, y'all? Chuck Hunt says checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. G Boom Holly finishing up the second summer term and getting ready for football campus to open up this week. Yeah, campus open for a lot of folks. A couple more folks are getting things open as well. Noel Price says, checking in from Jack Tapp. Good evening, Dean. Professors Chuck and Miles. D I love. Now that's pretty nice when they when they put your professor in front of Chuck. I know <laughs> usually. Usually it's Charles, but you know, folks know you. But when they put a professor in, I guess they can use that pretty nice. Hashtag D I love hashtag ready for football. I know that's right. That that hashtag needs to go, especially when you put in the ready for HBCU football for show. Sure. Linda says checking in from Houston, representing all corn already. We in the lab. Ricky Burns in here. He's uh, David is checking in from Tomball, Texas. A.D. Drew, odding in the class. I like that. Sit on down there and odd it up. No charge, no charge. We'll make sure they don't try to back charge you either, Drew.
2: <laughs> Edwin Dwight Moore,
4: good evening, Dean and Professor Bishop in Washington. It's odd out, out here in Big D. Yes, it's This is true. uh Charles says, yeah, hold it down, player. Charles Evan, <laughs> Belinda Johnson, 11 others. Mar- Mary Allen, hello, everybody. Proud mom right now. My daughter graduated from FAMU last Friday, Tallahassee. Hands up anytime we get the graduation on the board. Appreciate you putting that out there, Mary. Certainly. Know, right. congratulations to Mary out there. Uh, congratulations, brother Gerald Wayne Joseph. Good job, Mike. Getting that congratulation in. I know you ready for that. You know you got some boys going off to school. One there for well, oh, long. You be over there taking a stroll as well, making sure they walk across. The stage, I wonder if they're gonna give a little double take like you did, Mike. Nah, <laughs> no. well, have yeah, <laughs> no ideas. Never mind. Let me put that <laughs> off the record, Album. Can we erase that? Repivot this. Oh, that's right. It's live. Never mind. Brother Gerald Wayne Joseph, former president of the Alpha. Ada Lambda. And then right here with the Delta Theta over here on the campus of Texas Southern University, big time uh, alumni, supporter, Lennon Oh, excuse me, on here. Edwin Dwight Moore says, is Travis Hunter hurt? You saw the Uh right. Pretty much obvious. But they did explain to us, those that asked down there, that it was more precautionary than anything. So um, don't get your hugs up. He's going to be he, putting up and working. He's he, he's injured. He's
5: not hurt.
4: He'll, he'll, be,
5: he'll be ready. To he'll be there.
4: <laughs> I, I, think, I think he'll be on, I think he'll be on the plane. Jackson State in celebration. Bow, I gotta get this in there. This is interesting. Lennon says Norfolk State versus Jack State in the celebration bowl. Charles will be 0 2. Oh man, oh, and <laughs> oh. oh. will be slacked again. Oh, hey, Shots fired. That must be some Miak love. You know, they just had, yeah. oh, I was there in Norfolk, so we'll get a little bit about that. Shots fired, they treated the me gallery. well up there. I like the Miak. I'm a I'm gonna get my shirt and everything. Norfolk State has to get through South
3: Carolina State and North Carolina Central. So he's up.
4: He's up. (laughs) Hey man, we're gonna let you go in on that a little bit, we're gonna talk about the rankings and see what your thoughts. You know, you don't have to swallow it off everybody yet. We're gonna let you get in that talk. I saw him wearing a boot at SWAT football media day. I wondered about that. Yeah, we gave you update there. Winning Queen of Miami, Florida, five foot five inches. Uh what's going on? Mary Allen says thank you guys. No problem. Emma Price, Anthony Weston. What's up, everyone? No doubt. Jerome G Sutton checking in from Tampa. The end of the season poll is the only one that counts. That's true. Very mm, true. But we gotta have something to talk about. Y'all tune that's- in. You think we just gonna wave our hands? Don't that's spoil good- it for us, man. Let us talk. We got a long season. See, y'all dress mm-hmm. the season through. Y'all got to this. Y'all but is- save
5: this. But Anthony Watson has a—he has a point. You gotta admit, Doctor Gaville. that's a data point. <laughs>
4: that is. That is. It is That, that is a data season. point.
3: A long season.
4: Long season. Anything. Long you season. Have. No doubt about it. Donald Crawford, Leonard Glad. We got our defense fixed, and we start a right white quarterback. So what? Watch out! you uh, you sneaking out some? <laughs> <letters>? <laughs> man, you supposed to hold that
3: under wrap, man. Folks, watch.
4: Watch it, man. Dennis Gale Waller, in here checking us out. With that, Charles, anything else you want to add to the flavor there? Yeah, let's let's take a look
3: uh, at HBCU sports. Great, our article here is the SIAC. They named their new league commissioner Anthony Holloman. The SIAC uh, Athletic Conference Council of Presidents announced on Monday that Anthony Holloman has been named the 11th commissioner of the conference. He will start on September 1st, succeeding Greg Moore, who will officially step down following 13 years of service to the conference. Holloman is vice president of university advancement in athletics and executive director for the Fort Valley State University Foundation since 2018. So congratulations to uh, Anthony Holloman. He said this about his appointment. This is an exciting time for my family and me wholeheartedly. I embrace the challenge of managing and growing the SIAC while positioning to League for its next chapter of growth as a collection of regionally, nationally, and globally recognized institutions.
4: Man, that's uh, big news. I had a chance to train with him back in 2017 as I and him myself and a couple of other folks, including uh, uh, University of Bahamas um, leadership team. A lot of them were there. One of the members came out of that came and was serving as the interim provost a couple of years ago in terms of still serving in that role at university of Buffalo um, in terms uh, and Holloman was down there. Interesting in terms of how he got in the athletics coming from the assessment side. Most recently, then he served as assessment along with the, as the vice president of athletics at Fort Valley. And now the commissioner Ad drew Jumps on here and just said that he worked with Holloman you the Yep, Tuskegee uh, as he moved around there. So it's fascinating. Congratulating from him. Let's take our first break. And on the other side, we can come back and get your thoughts in terms of what did that mean for the SIEC. A lot of expansion news there taking place. A lot of good growth things are going on in the SIEC. So I'd like to hear uh, what you think of maybe some directions that uh, it would be interesting to see about the SIEC as they move forward. Under the leadership of Parliament. That will be right back after this first break.
2: Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to MangosCaribbeanRestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131.
1: Tell your mama hungry, papa hungry, brother hungry.
2: Mangos Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentJAX.
0: For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future from the national memorial for peace and justice to the stage of the alabama shakespeare festival this is where history was and is made we are proud to call montgomery home and together we can be the change press
1: the analytic data with your hip-hop if you know them like i know they're gonna tell you if your team if they want a lot love and who's we'll about who's we'll about
4: so listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And yes, sir. pay attention, cause so he gonna teach I'm a lesson. lesson. <laughs> this is Dr. Gaville inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Some good chatter in the uh, space over here. Those folks getting in here texting back and forth. Good dialogue. People rolling and laughing. Good content. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. It's gonna get even better as the season get into it. I stopped and paused and kind of. Piece it out a little bit, you talked about the new SIEC commissioner. You know, it's a significant role when you talk about the five HBCU conferences, 4 and playing football with SIEC. You've seen uh, growth in the SIEC um, in terms of what took place over the years for the SIEC under the previous uh, leadership. So wanted to go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of the SIEC moving forward? Are any particular things that you're looking that might take place with the SIEC?
3: I'm looking forward to uh, where, where they might go from here in terms of uh, growth and leadership within the conference, especially uh, when you take a look uh, geographically sitting uh, right in between, so to speak, uh, uh the, the, the major conferences, as you, as you mentioned, the, the SWAC and the MEAC, but they've, cut out their own niche in terms of a uh, great quality product, great, great football programs, great athletic programs as a whole. So uh, trying to see where uh, Mr. Holloman takes this conference going forward.
4: Mike, as I was saying, you know, Greg Moore uh, was the previous IEC, and you saw a lot of expansion growth come out of um, the time there. Yeah. Also um, saw that with Allen and Edward Waters as they're making their transition, You've seen some, uh, Other growth, what are your thoughts in terms of what you have coming in for the SIC? In addition, uh, Greg Moore just had the television deal. Obviously, you have the Red Tails Classic that uh, has the SIC name written all over it. So, some big things in terms of what's going on with the SIC. What else do you see taking place? So, what are you looking for that may um, take SIC to the next level in terms of just more exposure? Well, uh, a couple of things that I've seen that I expected to see
5: that occurred. Number one, with the SIC was the, was the more coverage. I didn't know what that looked like, but you knew that there was more coverage coming for the SIC. you know, with their new deal. The other thing is, I think CB uh, put a great, is their, their footprint <sighs> makes them uh, a viable candidate for some kind of expansion. I don't know what that looks like, what team may join them, but I think maybe they may be setting themselves up <clears throat> for expansion. And then the third thing that I think we don't talk about enough is we always think of this in terms of football. But what new sports will they bring to the fray in the SIAC? You know, will they, you know, bring a, a, another golf pro? Or will they bring another, you know, swimming? Something that we haven't thought—that's a little bit out of the box. That's kind of where I see like this new hiring is that, yeah. There's the normal stuff that we look at from a business point, more coverage. Number two, is there expansion potential? But number three, you know, what can we do for our spring sports or other sports? Or can we bring other schools in that, that you know, upgrade the overall portfolio in terms of total sports capacity in the conference? Um, and that's down the line. That's looking down the line by far. Um, I worked with was it, uh, Dr. William Live many, many years ago. They've had several commissioners since then. Um, so I, I look – it's kind of gone 180 in terms of the business approach or the strategic approach of the SIEC. So I look for continued growth, but not growth just in terms of teams they can bring, but uh, building the platform. What other teams can they build? What uh, Will they look at, uh, look at academics as well? So uh, the classics are going to grow. I think they'll maximize – their matchups as well, uh, a lot more so than they've done in the past. I think the Red Tail Classic is uh, just one example. I think maybe they may build on another Classic a lot more than you've seen marketing for previous SIS, traditional SIAC, um, uh, basically key matchups or um, what we call you know blockbuster
4: games in the HBCU diaspora. Man, I think it's fascinating when you talk about looking at it from um, the addition of sports, and we see that all over the NCAA Division II for HBCU programs as well as NIA. You see the Gold Coast Athletic Conference adding baseball and programs adding baseball. You see Virginia State and other Division II programs adding soccer, women's soccer, some lacrosse. So it's fascinating when you talk about it. And then you have Eddie Drew that reminds us that Uh, SIEC under Greg Moore added men's volleyball uh, six programs with a championship that's taken off. So that's a great point when you talk about maximizing the brand in terms of expanding to sports um, in uh, a non-traditional platform outside of what we traditionally see in football, uh, men's and women's uh, basketball and even some baseball. So fascinating, great point when you make that want to get into a little bit of the me, you know, uh, great time, I've done down there in Norfolk. I really enjoyed it. The mix of the coaches, a lot of banter. Uh, You can talk about how proud they are and excited about the season. And um, you would imagine with a smaller group, they had the ability to really kind of rag on each other and build a relationship. Uh, Obviously, Damon Wilson was the new kid on the block, but they pretty much welcomed him in. And I literally got in Thursday, so they were having lunch. Uh, several of the coaches were in there, rode over with um, Coach Wilson, so got an understanding where he talked about when he came in for spring practice at 45 guys, so he's really trying to build up the team uh, with open trials to get numbers up, saying the team is already built in, academics is strong, uh, moving some offices, space, so they're all bought in seriously. He's really um, appreciative of the athletic director they have, understanding – the magnitude that she knows about the athletics and generally the support he has, but don't get it twisted <laughs> coaches Delaware State, North Carolina Central, Howard <laughs> University, uh, and the granddaddy in all, Coach Pugh, over there, at South Carolina State. They let him know that you know, don't rush the win, we, we'll take care of this. Uh, but they were going at each other. He said, Yeah, man, that coach gonna have a great season, except for when he plays us. Uh, so that was. <laughs> entertaining to see as we talked about that. Go ahead, Charles, jump back in man. and I, know, I'll give you a little more about what was going on in North
3: One thing that always tickles me with regards to the MIAC is um they have this perpetual chip on their shoulder uh, oh, yeah. uh yeah. that that never leaves. And I, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, "Listen, guys, we know you're a good conference. I, I, I'm taking a look at the players that are in, in this conference. Y'all, y'all don't have to pull mouth outfit anymore. I, we know that you're good, and, and you you took it out on uh, the swag again uh, yep. in, the, uh, in, the challenge, in the in the swag challenge and in the celebration bowl. So, but I, I, I'm always tickled by the, oh, well, you know, hey, you know that we don't ever get any respect, and yeah, it's like. Yeah, ease up, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this, this is a
4: good football conference. It's a very good football conference. Uh, great point. And you're right. You do see a lot of this, but I will say this, and I was really excited about this because you don't know. You put in the work, um, and while you're not focused on getting accolades and all these things up, they made it the point to, to recognize what we bring to the table with the show um, how I was there every Monday when they were doing their media day, there was a great appreciation for the work they were putting in covering. And so a lot of that, uh, to be frank with you, and they reminded me of that. It wasn't to us. It's to them fans out there that are talking
5: to us.
4: Likely yeah. maybe to some of the coaches and the swag, but really not. It's really to the fans that, and some of it is to their own fans, to be honest, or former uh, fans out there from programs that are wanting to bury them, throw dirt on them, um, and so that—that's not what you see in there in terms of just the general shows. It's about all those naysayers that, and they hear the whispers. So they just like to remind folks every once in a while, like, "No, we're fine. We're gonna be all right."
2: Mm-hmm. Y'all might want to <laughs> worry
4: about what y'all programs are doing <laughs> with mm-hmm. y'all coaches over there. That's what y'all might want to worry about we seem to find a way to get it done, whether it's the Sweat Challenge or Celebration Bowl. And obviously, when you talk about the record, you know, obviously, I like to focus up late. But even in that, it's, you know, it's just
0: 2-2 two, two
4: in terms of that. Obviously, in terms of Metswack Challenge over the last couple of years, uh, you had that record. Celebration Bowl, it is clearly what it is. Um, and so that's fascinating when you start seeing what that looks like. But there's going to be some good football in, yeah. in terms of the Metswack as you allude to, Paul, it's going to be some talent. So folks that are choosing to ignore the MIAC, uh, they're doing it at their yeah. own peril, their own lack of uh, truly understanding the value of HBCU sports out there, which is why we bring up the CIAA, SIEC, just to give folks appreciation for fun that's out there. You know, people talk about these Thursday night, Friday night games, and certainly understand people that have concerns of whether – uh, their team shows up, but I told I had to be honest in terms of what that looks like that. You know, I enjoy Thursday, Friday night game. That means I get to see HBCUs on the night that I traditionally would have to watch something else. Sure. So I'm, you know, I I like the aesthetics if it would be better with fans, certainly. Um, don't let me that don't let me get it twisted. That's an important part of it. But if I get to see what's on the field and I'm entertained by some HBCUs playing, oh, you better believe I'm gonna turn it on because the work that we do and the fanship that we have on Saturdays, you know, you keep maybe a little hand, a little ticker about the scores. And if you get a chance to kind of play a game here or there, you'll check it out. But I'm all focusing on whatever game I'm covering, uh, traveling to watch. And certainly when it's a team that I'm associated with, I'm all into that game right there. So the most I can yeah. do is maybe check on it. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday night I get to totally be engulfed in that game in regards to watching it, so that's another appreciation I have for it
5: mm-hmm. let
4: me let, let me let me get it. Remember two, three
5: years ago when the sWAC was expanding? Yeah. <clears throat> North Carolina A&T left. Hampton left. What was the narrative on the meAC then dead, they did
4: they said they, they were dead.
5: dead. Everybody said the Miak is dead. Everybody was right na- on this show. We tried to,
4: Every, tell everybody exactly. to slow down, they're gonna be slow all
5: right. down, slow your roll. But everybody had written the narrative for the MEAC. Oh, they're going to expand. They had not picked teams out. Well, this team could join them, but you know, there's that, there's this D one rules and NCAA. <laughs> Every, everybody had written that. We even commented, well, yeah, that's possible, but the MEAC is not dead. Fast forward. Here we are two years ago, two years later another Celebration Bowl victory, and six teams deep, running strong, MEAC still strong, ain't changed a thing. They've added a few things to it, ain't changed a thing. So it's amazing how that narrative has now changed, and the MEAC cons- continues to play that role of, well, you know. Right We get a note <laughs> We no, respect. no
4: respect. <laughs> no respect. No. We tired of
5: teams disrespecting us. All of that. Slow down. We know you're good. We know South Carolina State's good. We know North Carolina Central can beat any team on a given day. We know you're good. That respect that Rodney Dangerfield is getting
4: old. Uh, me. <laughs> Say uh, before we go to this rate, I'm gonna shout out to Lonnie Shaw, man. Uh, Anthony, don't don't get caught up into it. <laughs> And y'all looking at your coach over there, he's shouting out, talking about Anthony West and Coach Maynard, will develop a bad quarterback into a very good quarterback. He's just trying to edge himself just in case things they, don't go the way he, he thinks they gonna go in at AT. He, he wants to see Maynard do well and pluck and chug. Anthony, don't fall for it, don't fall for it. If Thomas still there, they'd be DOA. <laughs> huh that out real Take our second break. Yeah, man. You got to watch these fans. They think they think. I read right into it. I see it. I see it. And I'm going to call it like I see it. This is Dr. Leo with
0: Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson. We'll be right back after our second break. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slow Burn. Visit our website, www. .slowburnwaco.com Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion, it's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event, or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com.
1: But if they won, to tap, I'm going to do the dab,
4: yeah. One bite of a hundred percent Angus beef ballpark
0: frank, and you'll say, "Hello summer!" Oh yeah, it's ballpark season.
3: Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time soul food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard or call your order in at 404 758 2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q Time,
1: an Urban Passport member. Impress the analytic data with your hip hop if you know them like I know them. They're gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot of about So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention,
4: because he gonna teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Mill with Inside HSU H- Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Shout out to Stan Hardy as he joined us. brother Wendell Davis is in the building. I see you. I see you. Shout out to those that have joined us. Just want to say appreciate you. Sandy uh, Davis is joining us. Odell Benders. I see y'all. I see y'all. Appreciate the love with that being said. Uh, Mike, I wanted to get your opinion on the MEAC schedule I think we talked about this last year, but I'm still fascinated about that. I really like this flex schedule I see in front of me. At. Obviously, you got some detail of some big non-conference games that will be uh, live-streamed on ESPN+. Plus, Lincoln, Pennsylvania at Delaware State. One some Salem State at North Carolina Central, obviously. Old rivalry back in North Carolina. Division II versus uh, FCS make-up there. Sacred Heart at Morgan State. you got that HWC. UFCS program against HBCU, Morgan State, Virginia University, Lynchburg, and Delaware State. People talk about Virginia University, Lynchburg, and the number of teams they were playing the SWAT. Well, it's like um, they moved over to the MIAC and said, well, you know, we're going to find that love. And the thing about it, if you've been to Virginia University, Lynchburg, what the fact you like about it is you get some television time while you're playing uh, some of these games there. You got the Battle of the Bay with Hampton and Norfolk State. That's going to be interesting. We talked about Hampton's schedule there, where Norfolk State is going to be. So, it's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Can they get it done again? Norfolk. Um, Hampton is on the road. So, it's going to be a tough one there. But it's one of the chances that Hampton is going to look forward to getting a win, besides maybe that Tuskegee game. Howard, I got him put one of the Colonial <laughs> games, but uh, – few so they need to see if they can get that one Merrimack at Delaware State, St. Francis at Norfolk State, Norfolk, as they said, as we get on the plane, as I was down there, it would tease me out there. Virginia University Lynchburg again, North Carolina Central, Virginia University Lynchburg at Morgan State, Robert Morris at Delaware State, Norfolk State at Morgan State, and you at South Carolina State as you get into the conference Saturday, October the 8th. Uh, then you have Virginia University of Lynchburg at South Carolina State, Delaware State at Norfolk, and then you get into the little flex schedule October 22nd. You're either going to have North Carolina Central or South Carolina State, or Delaware State at Howard. Which one do you think they're going to flex to at that time, Charles? Ugh, it's
3: a good question. Delaware State at Howard? Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for some North Norfolk State or some North Carolina Central toward the to end.
4: Yeah, yeah, Mike, you think yeah. they're going to flex to either North Carolina Central or South Carolina State or Delaware State at Howard? When do you think they're going to flex? Uh, I
5: know it's no. Earth,
4: but... <laughs> no, I think I think it's Carolina. Uh, so. It's Saturday, October 29th. You got North Carolina Central at Delaware State, Howard at Norfolk State, South Carolina State at Morgan State. So you have all six teams playing, three games scheduled. Uh, and then you go back November 5th, you got another flex opportunity. Delaware State at South Carolina State at Howard at North Carolina Central. Charles, who they going to uh, flex to that weekend? Uh,
3: Howard, huh. North Carolina Central.
4: Howard. Howard Mike. Ha- Howard. Howard at <laughs> North Carolina Central. <laughs> 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 Saturday the 12th, you have Morgan State at Delaware State or South Carolina at Howard or North Carolina Central at Norfolk State. All three teams. Ooh. They'll flex in Ooh. one of those directions. Charles, where are you going with the flex, man? Central Norfolk State. Mike, where are you going with the flex, man? Put out your I'm, muscles. Where are you going with your flex? Put your I'm going to switch. I'm going to go, Was it, South Carolina State Howard? Yeah. I'm going to oh. go with that one. Saturday, November 19th, is Howard at Morgan or Norfolk at South Carolina State? I don't know where you're going for. This flex, what you going for? Yeah. I'll take Norfolk and South Carolina.
3: But you know, the fun part, Doc, is the parody in the league. I, I really have to kind of think about, you know, who do I want to place? Because when you take a look, especially. At the number at the players uh, 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 on the first and second team, good representation of each school. So you know, I'm I, as I know what South Carolina State is bringing back nine starters, uh, but I uh, man, I'm looking to Central. I'm looking at Howard, looking at Norfolk State.
1: I, there's some good teams
4: over there. Um, Mike, I like that when you talk. That's a good point, Charles. Howard at Morgan State and Norfolk State at South Carolina State. Which one are you flexing to? Oh, I'm still going South Carolina State on that one. Mm, mm. Norfolk at South Carolina State. I see the flex. Yeah. Interesting enough, you got Campbell. Campbell plays uh, three HBCUs. They got A&T in the conference. You got Campbell out at Delaware State out of the MEAC. And then you got at Jackson State in terms of the SWAC. The first and the last will be homecoming games. So they either going to get understanding of HBCU homecoming or they're going to ruin uh, a homecoming. It'll be interesting to see, or two, I guess you could say, what that may look like. Charles talked about the parody, So I want to get a little parody as, obviously, the predicted order of fitness was released. That's the coaches from the MIAC that's selecting that, and the SISD. I want SISDs, I should say. At number six, you have Morgan State. They got a first-place vote. Talking about the respect of coming in with Coach Wilson. A lot of credit there, 26 points. So even though they picked last, there's some people that think they can do something. At number five, you have Howard, getting one first-place vote, 52 points. Delaware State, one first-place vote at 58 points. Norfolk State at 80 points, even though they have a predicted order to finish third, clearly in the top three. They did not get one first-place vote. I'm interested in those four, five, and six that got one first-place vote. I wonder, was that a coach or <laughs> SIB? <S-I-E-D? laughs> no, North Carolina. Good question. State, one first-place vote, 92 points. South Carolina State with eight first-place votes and 124 points, clearly the favorite. As I tell everybody, I think they were a year ahead of the pace, so they scared me. But as you saw last year, in terms of the parity that Charles talked about, there were a lot of close games. Have they grown that much? Do they still have the target on their back? Obviously, everybody's going to be after them. It's a little different when you, you know, the rabbit with the gun. Can they continue to get it done? I'm going to go to you, Charles, as you started to have some thoughts on this as I was reading up there. What jumped out, as you were going to say, and what thoughts in terms of the predicted order to finish? And then I'll ask you, the last question there is, do you have South Carolina State getting out of the? Do you agree with that?
3: Uh, I, I do agree with South Carolina State uh, in terms of what they bring back. And, and you take a look at, uh, you talk about a team being loaded. Um, Shaq Davis, a wide receiver, I, he is probably one of, the, I think, one of the best wide receivers in the nation. Uh, but the parity in this league is what jumps out at me. Hold on,
4: Charles. I hate to interrupt you, but I, I want to do talk about this. The rest of the – I'll continue to check us out because the rest of the way through, we're going to look at top three positions. Mm. We'll look at quarterback. We'll look at wide receiver. We'll look at running back. We'll look on the defensive side. Before we do that, obviously, we'll look at the offensive line. We'll look at tight end for those teams that have it. We'll look at linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties front defensive lines, and we're going to rank them and tell you players to watch at the FCS level, which we call major division, Division two and NI, at the mid-major division. So we're going to tease a little bit of that and let you know our thoughts on that in terms of what that looks like as we continue to turn down the season. So we're going to give you some players to keep your eyes on. I know a lot of you all have players that you've thrown on your team and some that, you know, are getting some shine out there but we're going to give you some other players to continue to look at to make sure you keep an eye on expectations. Sorry to jump in there, Charles, but go yeah. back as I was asking. What are your thoughts again in terms of the first place votes?
3: Uh, I, I can I can go with South Carolina State, but here's the thing: when you take a look at two and three, especially, and I had difficulty with uh, North Carolina Central or Norfolk State. You know who who should be two or three? You know North Carolina Central. They're a three point loss to South Carolina State. Uh, they could have very easily been in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, they went four and one in Miag play. They and North Carolina Central brings back fifteen starters uh, this season. Uh, Norfolk State they got the uh, preseason offensive player of the year in JJ Davis. We know what Dawson Odoms can do with a running game. He gets those road Raiders up front and, and he can pound you to death. Uh, so Norfolk State I think is going to be a scary team. One that kind of stuck out to me is Howard. Uh, they have players, uh, especially on the first and second team, uh, a dual threat running back in the backfield uh, as well as uh, a quarterback who's sec- uh, preseason second team are all MEAC. So they they have some pieces as well that, that, that intrigue me. So it's the parity from top to bottom that really uh, it, it, it sticks out for me with this league.
4: It's, it's going to be a tough goal for South Carolina State to get through uh, this conference on skate. Well, you talk about Howard. Man, Howard came in there with a lot of confidence from the young men. Mm. Um, fascinating. Fascinating. You know, I had my ranking and where they were. They were one of the teams that gave me pause. And it was like after talking to the players and the coaches, it's like, well, maybe I need to reevaluate where I had them in my <laughs> going to finish. Yeah. yeah. That's always a to see. see what that looks like. And so those are some things that came to mind. Coaches, North Carolina Central. I think a lot of people are sleeping on those Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's put a pin on it. I think Mike may think differently about the Eagles. We'll see what he has. He kind of flinched a little bit, like he wasn't ready to soar, as the coach told me, fly high. But we'll be right back after this break, and we're going to turn over and see what Mike says about the predicted order of finish in the MEAC as we had just glossed over and looking over uh, the 2022. Miac Football Media Day that was held last Friday in Norfolk, Virginia. Stickers will be right back after this break. It's never too early to plant the seed,
1: to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, that spin class was brutal. You can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice.
2: Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404 698 3992. Or log on to restaurant.com For instant coupons, text MANGOS to 313131.
1: Tell your mama hungry,
0: papa hungry, hungry.
2: Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine.
0: Press the analytic
1: data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to lot, yeah, And what about, what about. So listen to Professor yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir and
4: pay attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Man, I love the lab listeners, and they are acting up today. Let me get in here, give y'all some uh, updates. Gerald Wayne, Joseph, brother Joseph, says it's very informative uh, in terms of some of the stuff he's seeing out there. Belinda Johnson said, Dr. Thomas built the MIAC. The teams that left are DOA. The HBCU brand is high. We won't hear from them. Teams that left because nobody cares about the ones that left. Let's go HBCUs. We're going to try to give you some updates, but I see what you're saying. Uh, Lonnie Shaw talking to Lennon blah, uh, Blow, excuse me, Use us Aggies call it three helmet gates. Oh, my goodness. UBL, uh, UBL appears on ESPN four times versus opponent, as I tell you, A.D. Drew talks about. Johnny Neal is checking this out. Anthony Weston says he also might be able to spin straw in the gold, but the quarterback has to be both very good and consistent. There are at least two, possibly three, who have had ability to play, but he has to have – that consistency. A little straight talk there. Craig is joining us. <laughs> Lonnie Shaw, Lennon Blau, Aggies call it the helmet gate is what he was saying there. Uh, Lonnie Shaw, as Lennon Blau asked, are you, Blow, are you uh, going to the Aggie Eagle Classic Charlotte Labor Day weekend? Seems like there's a little interest between the Igies and the Aggies. Mm-hmm. He gave the jumps in here. And he just throws fire on everything. How it looks good every media day. Then they show up to another two, three win season. But Coach Scott didn't dodge questions. Give him credit there. Charles bitch, I'm talking about House. Yeah, that was that was hard. <laughs> then we got Lennon up here. The Spartans are going to fry those Eagles extra hard and we're going to do those Bulldogs from South Carolina State like Michael Vick did his goons, did those dogs. Wow, they gotta got tough on folks. Amos Foster, good evening, fellas. Thank you. Amos just jumping in here not letting loose like everybody else. This is going in the dialogue. Keep it going. Howard will always win the MIAC non-no-housing championship. <laughs> that is cold. What is cold. wrong with these oh, people today? that is cold. They didn't walk up on the wrong side of Hey, them. the, the Mecca is taking some
1: today. <laughs> yeah, I see
5: that.
4: These, these people woke up and chalked. <laughs> And died, decided on punishment today. was that? Um man. Mike, let me get back to you as we get back into and level set a little man, bit. man dialogue man, all, that's going on. All,
5: all, all these shots, I done forgot the damn question.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I was going to level set to you too. I mean these folks. <laughs> like, oh my God. On <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's that's cold. Hey, y'all, hey Charles, and they say only it's rough in the squack. Well, it just got rough in the me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We just so say it's real. rough in the <laughs> sport right now. It's just rough. Man, in the oh world. my gosh. Uh, so as uh, we level said a little bit here, Mike, the question was asking you about the predicted order of finish. Again, six at Morgan, five at Howard, four at Delaware State. Three was Norfolk State, North Carolina Central sitting at two. Uh selected the repeat of South Carolina State. As I asked Charles, I talked about, one, did he agree with South Carolina State coming out of there and win it again? And then I asked him just in general, what was his thoughts on the predicted order of finish? And I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on Morgan State getting one first-place vote?
5: Mm
4: Why? (laughs) <laughs> why
5: oh. <laughs> uh, why <laughs> seriously i'm looking at the last statistics and and the standing the last three or four years why so uh i'm looking at the predicted order of finish for 2021 it looks a lot, eerily similar south carolina state 118 norfolk state oh that 118 five first place votes norfolk state 96 points two first-place votes. North Carolina Central, 78 points, two first-place votes. And, of course, Morgan, State, and Howard are at the bottom of the cellar. So let's also remind you of how they finished in 2021. You don't have to remember all the the intimate data points. Just know that, more, that Howard and Morgan State were at the bottom. So, yeah. And South Carolina State was undefeated in the MEAC despite a two- or three-point advantage over North Carolina Central. Now, you, you you mentioned Central. They're scary, but there's no way. South Carolina uh, State, they're returning, what, nine, ten people? Oh, that's scary. That's almost the same team. They got way more votes. They got way more. We'll, we'll talk about players. I don't even want to mention players. So I am not surprised that South Carolina State is number one. Yeah, uh, even when A and T was in it, it was usually A and South Carolina State. Maybe you could mix in Norfolk State. You also could say that Norfolk State. You know, maybe they, maybe you know, Coach Odoms has one year in the fray. Maybe he's brought that defense to the, but whatever. It's it's South Carolina. State. It's them Bulldogs, baby. I'm sorry. Mm,
4: it's them Bulldogs. Oh. Cool. William B.J. just the second, just came in. And South Carolina State is going to be the undefeated in the MEAC again. So uh, okay. we got everybody been in on this, giving their thoughts. Uh, I will say this. You know, we had this book that they gave us, had us read as we, I told you, came in and talked a little bit about the retreat, Texas Southern University leadership team, extended leadership team. Um, and this one is the Disruption Mindset. While Charlene Lee, New York Times best-selling author and open leadership, really good stuff in here in terms of that. But I bring this in because now I see what you all were talking about for the show. Um, you all came in with a direp- disruption mindset. The lab listeners have a disruption mindset. Y'all just shaking everything <laughs> out. Why some organizations transform while others fail? But uh, Leave it to the show for folks to get an understanding of the disruption mindset. So it's fascinating the way you break it down there. I did want to get back to this. Tune to us Thursday because we're going to look at the top three quarterbacks, according to Charles, top three quarterbacks, according to Mike. And we're going to look at it for the FCS, HBC programs across the SWAC, MEAC, bring in those independent programs. We're also looking at the major, mid-major level. That's the NCAA Division II. Uh, NIA, we're going to talk about the top three quarterbacks, um, and then we'll start going through various positions. Uh, but I'm fascinated to see, as a homework assignment for the lab listeners, what are their thoughts in terms of the top three quarterbacks, regardless of the league, HBCU? Who do you come in this season looking to be a quarterback you have to keep a watch on? If you had to do your top three list at this predicted order of time, who do you have at the top? of your top three quarterbacks across the board, top three at the FCS level HBCU program, major division, and then top three at the mid-major division uh, in terms of what that looks like. These guys have already did the homework and put it out there. I'm going to tease a little bit and see what you think there, but I don't want to give it to anybody at this time. I do want to know, Charles, when you start breaking down your quarterback, what are the things that you look at uh, as you start to put your list together? again? Don't give them any hints in terms of where you're going, but I do want to know what do you consider when you start looking at what you are going to assign for your top three quarterbacks?
3: Completion percentage. Are you accurate? Um, uh, And in turnovers, uh, whether you protect the football. So those are a couple of data points that jump out immediately for
4: me with regards to uh, quarterback. play. So it's a little hint out there, folks, in terms of what Charles is going to give you in terms of top three major top three mid-major division, completion percentage, looking at that accuracy, and your turnover percentage. Do you turn the ball over or you protect the ball uh, throughout the season? Go to Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of what you're going to look at when you put your top three together? What statistics do you tend to focus on, or do you just look at wins losses? What kind of things come to mind when you start putting your list together? What's going to be important to you? Look at first. I like CP. I look at the data data points, but I look at how
5: they performed in a couple of key matchups, games. Mm. Uh, I also look at. Uh, I look. I look at the offenses and weapons who they have with them. Uh, that's going to impact how they play this year again, as well. So I, I and there's some intangibles. You know, as you've seen them play, do they bring those intangibles? Yeah, uh, Doctor Cavill hates me. hates this, but. Do they meet the eye test? I know it's very subjective, but there's a part of me that has a gut feel of, you know, there's there's a twenty five percent. Do they meet that eye test? You know, you know, can they step in the game? Do they look like leadership? You always hear the term, do they look presidential? Do they look quarterback? Uh, in addition to all of those other statistics, uh, do they meet that eye test?
4: So, well, it's your top three, you know. Now the fact that you got eye test, he gonna throw in some data points. Mike just he all over the place. I like this. It's your list. So you can use whatever right. you want at this time. But uh that is going to be interesting to see what Mike when he talk about. Do you have an eye test? Do you look like a quarterback? Now we're gonna have to define what a quarterback looks like, but that's all we we're, <laughs> so we're out of time today. Thank you for listening to so that. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Yannicka Bill, the Dean of HBC sports coming from inside the lab and the college of HBC sports with Mike Wash and Charles Bishop, as they give you their updates in terms of how they move forward. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bills, inside HBC sports lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock Central standard time. We look forward to Thursday as we'll give you those top three quarterbacks. Tune in. It should be fascinating. You saw how they broke it down in terms of the eye tests and the stats, data <laughs> analytics, and then Mike and then Charles going to go with some completion percentage. I want to know what they got to say because they put it all out the bag. We'll discuss the latest news in the lab. You know there'll be some good stuff out there. Follow me, Dr. Nyadakaville, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K-A-T-K that's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, the lab listeners are going off. They talking about who's not going to be on the top. That is not nice, people. Inside the HBC Sports Lab, one on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. And continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon, Charles. Of course, my lecture dismissed.